0: Hey everybody, my name is Michael Rosso Welcome to the Film Photography Podcast Film all the time, every day, film, film, film
1: Film Photography Podcast, film all the time, all day, every day If it's not
0: analog, get
1: it the heck out of here
0: And it's (laughs) film your way Ooh. And with me is uh, Ms. Leslie Lazenby Hello, everyone. Mr. Matt Marash. Hey, how are you? Mr. Mark O'Brien. Hi, everyone. And, oh, do I hear tires? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Mr. Robert Hamm, you have skid back in.
2: <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me again.
0: <laughs> to talk about the Mint Company, which was just awesome when I heard Mint because the FPP has been carrying the Mint SX-70 Alpha Flash mm-hmm. forever. So yeah. that's awesome, and they have it's so cool many. Go flash, flash, yeah, and they have so many different products that you know they're all the way over there in Japan, and you see it online. China. but oh, they're China. China, Hong Kong. <laughs> I take the time machine back a few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> they're all the way over there in China. China in Hong Kong,
2: over there on Canal Street.
0: And they're on Canal Street.
2: Yeah, it's a nice place.
0: And you, you hear about their products, and you see their products online, but it's different than getting a meaty camera like that in your hands.
2: Yeah, so today I've brought a selection of cameras we've chosen to talk about what's probably their most interesting camera right now, and that's the RF-70, the Rangefinder 70. This is the Instacon, completely manual, Instax-wide camera. And you have prototype A in this building right now, which I'm happy to pass Great. around.
0: We're going to read uh, one quick letter... Mr. Matt Mirage has. Oh, I don't think this will be quick. Oh, you don't think it's going to be quick?
1: Let's just talk about this camera. Oh, right. I want to see this thing, too. (laughs) That's immediate. Okay, cool. So, working retail, um, the only camera that you can get that isn't complete garbage currently uh, for Instax wide, which is is what this InstaCon takes, um, is actually the Lomo Instant wide, because that one has... um, flash sync on it. It has the ability to change out some lenses, but you're still kind of messing around with exposure and kind of futzing with it, and it's usually not that accurate. This thing, this is what Instax users have wanted ever since the the Instax 500 was unattainable uh, on the bay. It's awesome. It feels really nice. This is like a this feels like a GF670 that I could afford. Hmm. Hmm.
2: They may have taken some reference from the Quite a bit. cameras yeah. that feel good. <laughs> and I can see that in there. I've got a picture I'm going to send around for you guys to look at several. Um, Mr. Mike Gutterman posed very, very, very proudly for me. He had his uh, very sexy, nice. very Casanova face on right there. And you can see just the type of portraits that we get. And then a couple of uh, just nice group shots.
0: Great. So, Mr. Gutterman, was your... Uh, your model, oh, Mr. Guterman's a Mr. great model. Mr. is here. He's not in the room. Stepped out. Oh, there he is. There he is. is, there? There <laughs> he is. Can I, can you give us a quick overview of the Mint Company? Because I asked yesterday. I'm like, a Mint is it like two guys? Two no, guys in China. What's this? Like, what is the Mint Company?
2: So Mint is a really, it's it's kind of exciting and uplifting to kind of hear their story. But in a nutshell, Mint is a company founded by Gary Ho and a team that currently worked there of 20 people. They may uh, include the office nap manager, which is Coco, their dog. I think it's Coco. And a really great little puppy dog. And they started making cameras recently, just as recently, about seven, eight years ago. What they were known for prior to that and what got them on the map was while Gary was an engineering student studying how to design buildings, mechanical engineering. Uh, he loved cameras. A hero of his has always been Dr. Edwin Land. It's just, he grew up, he loved the Polaroid, he liked Instax film. It was something that just, just really uh, invigorated him. And he would tell you today that he's not a photographer, but I would beg to differ. He's, he's very humble. But he started repairing the old SX670 cameras. They were Pretty prevalent in Japan. They were also pretty broken. So he started repairing these cameras in coffee shops, almost 20 years ago. And uh, people would ask him what's the name of his company, and he had to think about it. Well, Mint, because he's restoring these old cameras to mint condition. And he'd do that through many different ways, uh, but mainly through old parts fabrication and just uh, just you know sacrificing cameras that were no good that you needed to make one work. And over time, his uh, engineering grew, and he started developing flash modules and time machines that, work, that uh, allowed him to change shutter speeds on regular on cameras that would otherwise be um, completely automatic. And uh, started working on their first camera, which was the TL70, which is a twin-lens rangefinder camera, which, by the way, Roliflex just partnered with them. Mm-hmm. So there are three versions of the TL70. The, their first one that they came out with around 2012, 2013, uh, the TL-70 2.0, which is closer to, like, 2015, and now the RoliFlex, uh, which is carrying the brand name of Roli. What,
0: mm? what price ranges are these cameras in?
2: The, well, they are 379 generally. And they also have lens kits for um, things like neutral density filters so that you can shoot out in the sun. Uh, that start around 150, 99 to 150, depending on what sale they want. So they're, these are boutique cameras. They're not cheap. They're not plasticky. Uh, they generally have soft touch materials on the uh, TL70, which is the twin lens, not the one we're going to focus on mostly today, but the twin lens camera. They, um, you know, it's stainless steel edges. It's over a uh, polycarbonate frame, but all the pieces that you touch. That are covered with a fabric or a uh, soft-touch material or stainless steel. They use glass and Fresnel uh, viewfinder lenses, three-element aspherical lenses that go all the way up to f 5.6, with uh, aperture control plus or minus one stop up to 1/500th of a second, and a pop-up flash with a sportsmatic viewfinder and a loop. <laughs> it's serious. Yeah. Yeah. I like it.
0: Now, is this, this camera says prototype. When does this hit the market?
2: Okay, so they're taking pre-orders right now. They started that several months ago. So they are in their last phase of uh, design prior to. They're close enough to be shipping. I don't have any particular information, but the fact that they've opened it up and started shipping units for people to review, right. like myself, means they're getting quite a bit closer.
0: And what's the final the model name of this? They're calling this?
2: This is the Instacon RF-70, and I might have said it with a bit of an accent. It's actually Instant Con, but if you say it quickly, Instacon RF-70 for Rangefinder 70.
0: And it takes Instax-wide film. Mm-hmm.
2: absolutely beautiful. So the nice part about it, we we'll pass some of these photos around for you guys, is that um, it's a completely manual Instax-wide camera, which is important. One five-hundredth of a second. Yes. It does have an auto mode with plus or minus one stop of exposure compensation, which is Excellent. Uh, it also has a pop-up flash. It's got a couple shutter, which is uh, up to one five hundredth of a second. It's on the actual lens element itself, three-element lens with wide apertures, all up to 5, 6, down to 22. Bayonet mount for neutral density filters, which is pretty nice. And a self-timer. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's a really cool camera. But the thing that interests me, there's two of them. And one is the rangefinder, because most Instax cameras, you can't actually focus. Because they have zone focusing. So if you're a portrait photographer, no. nailing that uh, sexy Mike Gutterman photos <laughs> portrait was important, <laughs> right? right. Um, nailing the focus is good. So you can do that because you can actually focus on this camera with a rangefinder. And the other one is that it has a PC sync socket for flash, 2.5 mm-hmm. millimeter to your regular flash PC sync, which means you can use flash with this camera natively. Really cool. Dr. Lazenby has a question. Oh,
1: I want to know uh, what that sells for was okay, a little higher.
2: I believe it's around $700. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that final pricing and everything is still up in the air. Okay. Uh, but uh, And the final design, mm-hmm. you're seeing the, the shape as it goes around. You're seeing the shape, uh, but the final design, such as accoutrements and you know things that look nice, may change slightly. Mm-hmm. But I'd expect to see some, so a little bit more soft touch on there and a little bit more some brushed aluminum, something like that. I like it like it is. It's really underrated right now, just the black mm-hmm. with the mint logo.
0: And it's a camera that really it just hits retail. There's no fundraising or crowdfunding for this.
2: So Gary wrote, he's the one communicating directly with anyone that pre-orders with this. And as an aside note, um, I've got a great relationship with Gary, and anyone listening to this podcast could have that same kind of relationship. The company is extraordinarily friendly and welcoming to conversation. So if you're on Instagram and you want to hit up Mint Camera Official, Gary or Tracy or Koi will contact you. They'll talk to you back just like you talk to them, nice. uh, which is pretty cool. That's direct one-to-one. But, yeah, so should hit retail. But the one thing that's important about it is they didn't want Kickstarter for this camera. Number one, they recognized that it would be bought skyrocketed but they didn't want to ship something in back or order to people that just found out about them. They wanted to offer the RF 70 to the best customers, which were people that are crazy about mint and crazy about this, uh, this medium. So they opened it up to pre-orders because the people that know about it are the ones that were invited to it. Now pre-orders are open, but originally it was just mint customers. And that was cool. Give them the opportunity to have the newest, coolest first.
0: Thank you. It's awesome. Great. Yeah. Matt, do you have any comments? You seem very intrigued by it.
1: No, I just always have people coming in wanting to have a, a more solid-feeling camera that's in stacks. Mint has always had um, uh, you know, a price point and a quality associated with it, and uh, I think that can turn off some people but i think that we're going to see a lot of those in the wild we're going to see some really cool creative work uh coming out of these uh having that pc sync on there is a huge huge deal because now folks uh you know kind of like uh like robert um and and others that work commercially or professionally in photography can now start to do some creative things and work with the tools that they work with every
3: day i look at that and it reminds me of the fuji folder Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, if they could put a 120 uh, version of that, that would I think that would sell <laughs> at that price point. They would sell a lot of them. Have there been talk of a, a back that comes off that changes?
2: So not a lot of that has. Had, I don't know much about anything like that. Okay. What I do know is that Mint likes instant film. Okay. That's that's their baby. That's what they do.
0: Now, how does Mint or choose a a, a, a film partner like do, do they think like i'm gonna go with polaroid or i'm gonna go with fuji how does that work
2: well i think right now what's happening is that uh, mint had some ties I don't, I don't know to what extent but i knew that they had some um, ties with instant of uh, the um Impossible project back yes. in the day, especially when it got started. They were they were pals to some degree, and I won't speak to that too much because I don't know. But they were influencers or influenced by that, yes. so they were creating cameras specifically and refurbishing cameras that used the medium. I think that Gary and the team over at Mint have done a great job of positioning themselves to be creators of hardware that can use multiple media formats, right. and that's that's really where right. it sits into play.
0: Robert, who are pals with Fuji? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, um, what do you mean by pals with Fuji? Uh,
0: well, I was, I was hoping you'd just say no one.
2: Yeah, no one. That's what I was getting at. I didn't, I didn't make sure that yeah, no one, no okay. one are pals with Fuji. They're,
0: they're self Fuji is a self-contained entity. They make their products, and then other companies can make a camera to use their products. It's that simple.
2: Uh, I think that it is that simple, and I think that it's a, important on on a prestigious uh, event form like this seriously to make sure that we know that it's it's actually fuji film there's so many things associated with fuji is mount fuji so right. i got uh, the only time i ever had a comment on anything from fuji was to correct me about my use of fuji con- as concerned of fuji film and that was on a picture that i took with a mini 90 it was a bride's dress you can see it's got lots of views on the instagram and i had made mention that it said, This is, I took it with a Fuji Instax Mini 90. And thank you for the photo, it's Fujifilm. So they're very, oh. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. they really like Fuji Film. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes these cases take strange forms. The victim becomes, in a sense, mediumistic, a vehicle for all the intangible forces in
3: operation around her. Sounds like a lot of supernatural baloney to me. Supernatural,
2: perhaps. Baloney, perhaps not. <laughs> yeah. No, I can tell you. There's there's some things that come about. Uh, the feeling of using the camera, we we didn't get a chance to shoot with it, but um, it's it's really excellent. It's got a rangefinder. It's not coupled. You've got yeah. a viewfinder window with parallax correction. You've got a rangefinder focusing window. Yeah, uh, it's really nice. And uh, the camera's just solid. It feels good in your hand. Right. Do you do
0: you find that folks out there think because they see Mint working, you know, with the camera that that Uh, Shoots Fujifilm, do people automatically think that
2: the camera company has an association with the film company? You know, I've often wondered about that. I'd have to say maybe half and half because uh, the one half is people if they're in the know about Instax and Polaroid then they'll recognize that Instax is not Polaroid. They're two separate companies, two two separate mediums developed two separate ways. So if you're on that camp then you'll recognize that probably not. It's probably like you could use any film in your 35mm that you'd like. But if The other side of the coin is that people that really don't know as much about instant photography, they just think it's all kind of the same. Right. Even Instax cameras or Polaroid cameras. Oh, just grab the Polaroid. They
1: use Polaroid as a verb.
2: That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a noun. (laughs) You can verb it. You can verb it. Or Polaroid it. Yeah,
0: Polaroid it. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you, Robert. It's been a real pleasure having you on our shows.
2: Thank you. And uh,
0: you're going to hit the rickety road?
2: Yeah, it's time to get back to Virginia Beach. We're going to go through uh, Pennsylvania and New York a little bit. Just kind of have oh, a little fun way awesome. back home. That's it's great.
0: Well, thank you very much. You could just hang
2: or could quietly sneak out. Well, I've got some pin boxes for you guys. So I'm going to go get those and give them to Paige. Oh, wow. Okay, great. <laughs> and then I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a great time here at the workshop. It has been really cool. It was great to meet some backers and make some new friends. Yeah.
0: It's really great to kind of have everyone here.
2: And if I might, please, uh, please stay in contact. If you're listening or whatnot, I chit-chat a couple hundred times a month. People email me or talk to me. I'm active on the socials, so just uh, say hi. I'll say hi back.
0: Terrific. Thank great. you, Robert.
2: Thanks, Thanks guys. Thank Over now.
0: Hey, when we come back, Mr. Mark O'Brien is going to talk about a Minolta camera.
3: No, I already did. Oh, what are you gonna talk about? I'm gonna talk about
0: the Yashica camera. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when we come back, Mark O'Brien's gonna talk about a Yashica camera.
3: Hey, we're back. Can we do a giveaway for? Yeah. Hey. look okay. okay. We have these issues of Kodachrome magazine. Yeah. And so let's give out one of each to a different person. Sure.
1: Timothy Phillips.
3: Oh, issue one. Sweet.
1: Etzel. Chris Chris right That's yeah. what you prefer Aragon
3: Chris. Aragon Chris Ergo Aragon. Here we go This is issue two Very oh, nice
1: Codachrome magazine David Oplanger.
0: Issue three I would like to say that the Codachrome magazines were donated to us by a listener We don't have his tag his, 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 is, there,
3: is there a note on there who it's from Just for guests forgive, For give away at Finley That's all it says Oh okay mm.
0: Thank you very much We're, we're in Finley And we're giving them away <laughs> Very like, appropriately to give Kodachrome away in Findlay. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I was,
1: before we leave. I'll take you by the plant.
3: Oh, okay, that'd be great. Mark, tell us about that <coughs> Yashica. What's exciting about it? You hey, know, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know I, I'm always willing to play around with a different camera than, than my normal Nikon Nikon stable of Uh-oh. cameras. Listeners uh, at home, Mark is completely separate from Mike. Right, they're opposite
1: sides of the table. Right. Canon to the right, Nikon to the left.
0: Right, and and it, it, the gray is in between because yeah. gray is in between. Some Canon, but not. You know, oh, yeah, and then yeah. as yeah. it gets closer to Mark, <laughs>
3: it's more Nikon. It's so left leaning now. <laughs> <laughs> Plus he's got a few Nikon's. I sure do. Yeah. So <laughs> now when I'm around. Nope. <laughs> so this was we uh this appeared in the uh mail one day it's an yashica fx7 now yashica has been around for quite a while with cameras as you know um and almost all the all the earlier yashica slrs were screw mounts back in the day and they also had their little peculiarities that went with that and then kayocera took over the yashica brand and gave us things like the contact series of cameras And gave us also the Yashica cameras, um, the the newer ones. And the interesting thing is that the cheaper Yashica cameras and the Contax SLRs, the manual focus SLRs, all share the same lens mount, Contax Yashica or Mm -hmm. Yashica Contax, depending on how you see it. As a result, over the years, a lot of these cameras have appeared in varying states of distress shall we say because one of the even though they had these nice contacts cameras and the second tier yashikas they're covered the leatherette was awful it would just deteriorate makes take a camera that would look pretty good and make it look like something you want to throw in the junk bin but luckily there's people who have recovered these things with with new leatherette this one's been recovered in blue and it looks quite nice the other part of this is that Kyocera didn't, didn't make the Ashika cameras for the, F, the FX7s and the FX3s, which are pretty much the same camera. They're made by Cosina, and at least this, the, the FX7, the FX series are made by Cosina. The earlier ones, I'm not so sure. It's uh, as camera as SLRs go. It's pretty much at average, middle of the road. It's got uh, B and N one to one thousandths of a second uh, in the shutter. It's got plus or minus diodes in the viewfinder for your exposure. It's completely manual. It's got pretty clean lines. It's very simple. It's also quite compact. You can see that here. Um, and the lenses that, that came with them from Yashica are very competent. They're, they're really nice. Now, the thing is, you say, "Oh, I'd like to have a nice size T-star lens on this thing. 50mm would be really great on this cheaper body, have a really nice lens. Unfortunately, thank you all you mirrorless Wahoos for driving up the yes. price so you can it's hard to find the, a decently priced uh, contacts branded lens for less than $300 these days So I'm just for now. I'm sticking with the uh, Yashica ML lens on here But the other thing you can also find uh, uh, very abundantly on on the bay You can find Tamron adapt dolls for contacts Yashika. now there are very few bad Tamron lenses and this is the 135 2.8, which is a really good lens. And I've had it for a while, and I've used it with various camera systems. And that's the beauty of the dolls, which you've heard me talk about in here before. And that is, if you have one lens, you can have four or five different adapters, and have it four or five different camera systems for the same lens. Saving yourself a lot of money and drawer space. And how does it work? I've, I've uh, shot probably about, oh, a dozen rolls of film with this camera since I got it. It's very dependable easy to use slr and it's as far as anything in that in its price range these 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 don't go for a lot on ebay at least the fx7s and the fx3s mostly because their leatherette is crappy and so you want to get them recovered and you can get those kits online But once you do that and fix up the seals the camera should should work fine for quite a while. Like as I said, it's they're made by Cosina. So this is pretty much the same camera as yeah. the uh Nikon F M ten and the Olympus what was it? Olympus two thousand Olympus two thousand. And the Canon uh which one was that? EOS M. The manual EOS camera. That was made by Cosina I believe. I don't have that. You don't have that anymore? No. Oh okay. I never had it. You never the had it? EOS M? No. Okay. No, never Not to be it. confused with the EOS, EF mount, EFS mount series. But um, anyway, so they made a, and, and I think they may have made, well, and then also their own Cosina brand. So they're worth checking out. This one's really nice. I'll pass this around. It's got film in it, uh, some 50D film.
0: Don't open the back, Matt. Don't, don't,
1: open, don't the open the back. <laughs> the back. pictures. <laughs> he
3: was already, the roll was already done last time. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the other anything else I can tell you, it's, The uh, viewfinder has got a center focus spot with split image microprism. It just requires two LR44 cells for power for the the meter. You can use it without batteries. It could be um, shot without using the meter if you want. Um, ISO range is 12 to 1600, and it's got a little bit of a molded hand grip there. The self-timer is 10 seconds and it's at the top deck shutter release with the threads for the remote so again the the c y mount really if you can find it's a good. nice uh, zeiss plane rt star lens to, to mount on that cheap body um you'll be doing pretty good so mm-hmm. that's all i got to tell you about it any that's questions smart. from anyone
0: these cameras don't get as much love as the nikon can no the,
3: and they're actually it feels using it it feels much nicer than nikon fm10 which yeah. to me feels like a really cheap a yeah. cheap camera
1: have you checked eBay pricing?
3: Just um, I'd say it really depends on the probably the look uh, on, on the leather, look, but, but let's say twenty-five to uh, sixty-five dollars, probably. That's about right. That's yeah. Amazing. yeah, it feels really good. Yeah, it has a really nice feel to it. Mm-hmm. And I, immediately when I picked it up, I really liked the weight, or the weight, and uh, just the, the the overall ergonomics. So right. and it's not a big camera.
0: No, thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Thanks. Who is it, Mr. Pizza Guy? Again, Mr. Pizza Guy, sir. Did did pizza arrive here? Okay, I think. Uh, uh, well, you know, we're gonna make this a shorty. I have a shorty. No, I mean the show a shorty. It's done. That's right. Uh, a few a quick few quick shout outs before uh, Mr. Robert Ham uh, talked about his model. Mr. Mike Gutterman, for the uh, for the uh, RF. 70 camera. Mike Gutterman's also a podcaster. He has the Negative Positives podcast. And we have another podcaster in the audience today, Mr. John Gregory, uh, a Light in the Dark podcast. And we're going to do, you know, at a, on another show, once we get back to Fairlawn, maybe the uh, Jersey Gang, we're going to do a, like a, um, what you call it? A- crossover? No, a uh- <laughs> crossover. You guys record half, and then you send it to me, and then we fold it in. Uh, no, we'll do a roundup. Oh, okay. Out. Roundup because there have been a lot of uh, uh audio podcasts popping up. Do a now, oh, like that. just a refresh. All what's out? Yeah, there. Yeah, what's out I got, there? I got. You. I knew. The, I know there was a. Wasn't there a website? Yeah. What's, What was that called? There might be if you Google Film Podcast Network. That gentleman was trying to pull it all together. I don't know if it ever caught any. He's
2: got his pages still up. Uh,
0: okay, there's. It is pretty accurate? Okay. For the roundup... Uh, We're on it, so it's, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, for the roundup, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Great. But uh, I think, uh, as I say to Matt often, in the course of just a few years, social media changes very rapidly. Yeah, the number of pop-ups, yeah. Uh, social media, what's hot, Facebook, the Instagram, the access to media and creating media via YouTube, or podcasting, you know, the, every year it, it kind of shifts and changes. And it puts the power in the hands of the people, so to speak, and allows everyone to have a voice and broadcast that voice. So it's very important and very cool. And uh, we're going to have a pizza party here. We're going to be, for at least a while, we're going to be weekly. Ooh. for the You know, until I run out of steam or Mr. Brown. Or <laughs> both. <laughs> Uh, so there will be some short podcasts and some longer podcasts. But right now we're going to investigate something very important, as you know, if you listen. That's called pizza, and I'm going to be the judge <laughs> of whether it competes with a New Jersey yeah. pizza. So thank you for... Uh, whose pizza is this? Yeah, whose pizza is this? Marco's. No. Oh, Marco's. Okay. Sounds Italian. <laughs> Marco Polo. Yeah. I want to thank everyone for joining us, and let's get a round of uh, applause. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> So we're gonna take a, uh, you know, we're gonna sign off right now, and then the gang would take a breather and have some pie.
3: of the double cheese and sausage. <laughs> right here, dude. You, <laughs> dude. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you are doing? Learning about Cuba. 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 Having some food. Some food. Some
2: food. Supernatural, perhaps. 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 Baloney, perhaps not. Perhaps.